It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Sports analogies are nothing new to faith. Think of running with perseverance the race marked out for us, and I have fought the good fight. That's why there's a phrase from the modern sports world I think Jesus would affirm. Trust the process. When a team is building or rebuilding itself into a contender, die-hard sports fans can get impatient. Their strong desire to see their team do well and to begin winning quickly gets the best of them. Fans don't know the ins and outs of what the coaching staff and team management are planning. Even players can become anxious. Frustration can easily set in when things don't turn around when and how they want them to. When a commitment to a plan has been made, though, the message becomes to trust the process. That means there is a larger picture being drawn out that must be given time to develop. Knee-jerk reactions to setbacks or mistakes will only disturb the plan. The ultimate plan is bigger than any one game, win or lose. It's more important than any one person's ego, and it's worth enduring every difficult effort. To trust the process takes, as it says, trust. There must also be patience, commitment, and a unity of purpose. Again, I believe Jesus would echo such a rallying cry. I think he lived by it, actually. In Matthew 21, Jesus triumphantly enters Jerusalem. This would be his last arrival. And of course, it isn't triumphant according to the standards of the Roman government, the Jewish expectations of Messiah, or any of our usual ideas of victory. Jesus' triumph is related to his faithfulness to God's kingdom, a faithfulness that will extend even to his death. He spoke of his desire to do God's will, that is, he was committed to and joined together with God's purpose. Even before his death, his faithfulness cost him. It separated him from his family. People rejected him. Others tried to kill him. But Jesus doesn't seem to be taken back by any of that. A couple of chapters later, Jesus is looking over the holy city of Jerusalem. Most study Bibles use this heading to describe how Jesus feels, the lament over Jerusalem. Indeed, Jesus expresses sorrow for the city. He is mourning what will happen to the city. When it comes to trust the process, listen to what he says. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. In one sense, there is the overwhelming grace of God at work. How often means that Jesus has tried repeatedly to reach out to his people. We United Methodist Christians call that the prevenient grace of God. But I also wonder how many times Jesus just wanted to take the reins now. I imagine it hurt Jesus to see people reject God's movement among them. We tend to assume Jesus spent three years in ministry 
Well, that's plenty of time for frustration to set in. Were there times he just wanted to go out and make things happen? If he was fully human, I suppose so. Maybe that's part of the reason he prayed so much. It's all too easy to abandon God's way for our own. We get impatient, in a hurry, and we love control more than we like to admit. When being Christ-like doesn't get us the results we would like, we drop the Christ part and just become like everyone else. When we've been wrong, for example, we complain, become bitter, and hold grudges just like everyone else would expect anyone to do. You aren't anyone. Being Christ-like is going to have its difficulties. Jesus even told us that. But God is working. Trust the process. God's working through the times you bite your tongue and pray more than you lash out. God's working through the extra bit of patience you're extending to someone. God's working through every generous act of reconciliation you offer. You may not always see it. It may not always feel like it. But trust the process. It is God's process after all. Stay blessed.